Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yumadaf Yudzayin, and we are starting two lines from the top, the fourth word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas Mar Simcha Sabicha Panina Bas Chaim. Her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and she should be a Melitzyeshe for her family and all of Kla Yisrael. Now we began yesterday's daf with an apparent stira between a Mishnah in Tamid and in Midais. The Mishnah in Tamid stated that the Lishka Satalaim, the Lishka, the chamber that the lambs for the carbon Tamid were kept in, that was in the northwest of the base Hamaikid, whereas the Mishnah in Midais said that it was in the southwest. We concluded yesterday with our first answer that the Mishnah in Midais is Rebbe and in Tamid it's the Rabbanan, so there's no stira. But now we have a different answer. The Gemara says around the bridge of Yitzchak Amar, Hi Lishka, this Lishka, the Lishka Satalim, Aktsui Mekatya. It actually extended to the corners of the base Hamaiked, meaning the Lishka Satalim was actually very long, situated on the western side, extending to both the southern and northern corners. Udaasim Yitzafa, and continues the Gemara, if someone was coming from the north, meaning he was coming from outside the base Hamikdash, Mishazile Bidarim, it was so long it looked like it was actually situated in the southern part of the base Hamaiked. Udaasim Yitzafa, if someone was coming from the south, meaning he was coming from inside the Beis Hamikdash, Mishazile Bitzafa, and it looked like it was in the northern part of the Beis Hamikdash. But in Mistabar, the Moravas Dreimus Havai, it's more logical and reasonable to say that it was actually most located in the southwestern part and not in the northwestern part. And the Tan of Talmud agrees to this. And the only reason why he said it's in the northwestern part is because he's describing it from the perspective of someone coming from the south. And how do we know this? Continues the Gemara. Mimai, how do we know that it was actually in the southwestern part of the base on Mikeid? Midramina lechem apanim lechem apanim. Since we have a stira, lechem apanim on lechem apanim. Now the astute listener would have picked up on another stira between these two Mishnayas yesterday. Both Mishnayas began by delineating the four chambers of the base on Mikeid with the but then there's a deviation. The Mishnah in Tamid listed Lishkas Hachisamais as number two Lishka, whereas the Mishnah in Midas listed the Lechamapanim Lishka as next. Now, why is that an issue? Because if one follows the dictum that we had previously, the one must turn to the right, then if we follow the path counterclockwise towards the right from the Lishkas Hatalayim, then the Mishnah in Tamid says one would encounter the Lishka of the Lechamapanim last, whereas the Mishnah in Midas said that one encounters it second. So there's a stira between these two Mishnahs of where the Lishka of the Lechamapanim is. And the Gemara continues. And we answer that stira, Mar, meaning the Tana of the Mishnah in Midas, he counts, he's discussing going from left to right, and that's why you would encounter the Lishka of Lechem upon him second, meaning right after Lishka Satlaim. Whereas Umar Kachashiv Derek the Tana of the Mishnah in Tamid, he's talking about going from right to left, and that's why he says you encounter the Lishka of Lechem upon him last. Let's just for a moment take a look at the picture on the bottom right hand side of this daf, and the bottom left of the picture it says Tulaim. So if we go towards the right, which is what the Tana of Tamid says we should do, then the last Lishka we encounter is the Lishka of Lechem upon him. Whereas if we go towards the left, which is what the Tana of Midas wants us to do, then the second Lishka we encounter is the Lishka of Lechem upon him. So there's no steer in between these two Mishnayas of where the Lishka of Lechem upon him is. So how does that help us out in regards to the steer of where the Lishka's Hatalayim was? So you'd Zainam based on the top. If you're going to say that the Lishka's Hatalayim was in the southwestern part of the base Hamaikid, that's how we can answer up the steer. Lechem upon him, lechem upon him, the way that we just did. Eliyam etzreinus my raves havai. If you're going to say that the lishka satlaim was located in the northwestern part of the base hamikid, saif saif my truth said lechem upon him. How do we have an answer of the lechem upon him? Because if the mission in Tamid really meant that the lishka satlaim was in the northwestern part of the base hamikid, then going right to left, the lishka of lechem upon him would be in the southwestern corner, whereas the mission midas says it's in the northwestern corner. So we would still have a stira in between these two mishnayos. Elav shmami must be that we learn from here. The my 
Shabbos Havai that was in the northwestern corner and not in the southwestern corner. Shmamina. But now we have a problem because Va'amar Mar, we had said previously, anytime you're going to turn in the base of Mekdash, it has to be towards the right, towards the east. And this whole answer is predicated on the fact that the Mishnah and Tamid is referring going from right to left, not the other way around. So the Gemara answer is no problem. That's talking about during the Avaida. When the Kayan's doing the Avaida, he always has to go towards his right. But over here in these Mishnah, we're just simply making a Cheshbon, a calculation of where the location of all these rooms are. We're not talking about any Kayan doing the Avaida, and therefore there's no problem to go towards the left as opposed to going towards the right. And we had such a Kayan the Kayan Gadol could be Makriv Barash and he could take a Chelik Barash. Now, what does that mean? Tan Rabbanan, Ketan Makriv Chelik Barash. What does that mean? He's Makriv a Chelik Barash. So, Aimer, he says as follows Ayla Zuani Makriv, Mincha Zuani Makriv. I would like to bring this carbon Ayla. I would like to bring this carbon Mincha. And he doesn't have to wait his turn in line. He doesn't have to wait to be picked as part of a pious lottery. He's a Kayan Gadol. He could bring an Ayla or a Mincha whenever he wants. Ketan Naito Chelik Barash. What does that mean? He's Naito Chelik Barash. Aimer, he could say as follows Chata Zuani Eichel, Ashem Zuani Eichel. I would like to eat this Chatas. I would like to eat this Asham. He doesn't have to be part of a lottery. It doesn't have to be his Mishmar. He could take the Chatas or the Asham whenever he wants. And we continue. The Kohen Gadol also takes one full Chala of the two Chalas. We know that on Shvuas, there's a carbon called the Shteh Halechem, and this is two Chalas. So he takes one of those two Chalas if you would like to. He could take four or five Chalas from the Lechem upon him. And Rebbe Yemir Rebbe says, He always takes five Chalas. Shnemer says, And they shall be for Aaron and his sons. That means that Aaron actually gets to take half of the Lechem upon him, and half of them goes to his sons, the rest of the Kehanim. Now you might ask that half of 12 is not 5. So the answer is that really two of them are going to be set aside, and we'll explain this soon. So really only 10 of the 12 are being split up. So when he receives 5 of those, that means he's receiving half of the Lechem upon him. Now the Gemara asks, Hagu Fakasha, this Bryce itself seems to be a stira. Amrit, you said, that he's going to take one out of the two Shtei Halechem. Mani Rebihi, that seems to be Rebbe, the Amr Palgashakil, that tells us that the Kain Gadol takes half. But what's the middle case of this Bryce? That he gets to take four or five from Lechem upon him. That seems to be that's the Rabbanan's sheet, the Amr Loishakil Palgal, that tells us he doesn't get half because it says that he gets four, which means he's not going to get half of the Lechem upon him. And what's the safe of the Bryce? Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, well, Chamesh, that he's always going to get five, meaning he's always going to get half. Does that mean that the Rash in the safe of this Bryce is Rebbe and the middle part is Rabbanan? That doesn't make sense. So the Gemara says, no problem. Amr Abai, he has one answer. Really, the Rasha and the Mitsyasa are the Rabbanan. The Rasha is not Rebbe, the Rasha is the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan agree the Prusa, then we're dealing with a piece, the Lava It's not proper to give a piece to the Kain Gadol. What's the Rasha the Bryce talking about? The Shteh Halechem. And there's only two Shteh Halechem. That's what it means. Shteh Halechem. And if we're going to make sure that he doesn't receive half of the Shteh Halechem, that means we're going to have to give him a piece of a Chala. And that's not proper to give the Kain Gadol a piece. So the Chacham agree that when we're dealing with the Shteh Halechem, he's going to get a full half of the Shteh Halechem, meaning he's going to get a full bread of the Shteh Halechem in order that he doesn't come out with just a piece. But we continue explaining Yud Chesom Alpha on the top. When is it that he's going to get four or five of the Lechem upon him? So a little bit of an introduction. We know that a different Mishmar served every week in the base of Mikdash. The Lechem upon him were divided up as the new Mishmar was coming in and the old Mishmar was leaving. So there's actually Machalikis regarding how many loaves of the Lechem upon him were actually divided on a weekly basis. And now we're going to get into that. The incoming and outgoing Mishmars, they both take six loaves. And the incoming Mishmar does not get paid extra for closing of the doors. All the doors of the Beis HaMikdash compound were opened up by the outgoing Mishmar. And the incoming Mishmar is going to be closing all those doors. But according to the Rabbanon, they do 
not get paid extra for closing those doors. So therefore, that means all 12 loaves are being divided evenly. So we're going to take one from the half, meaning the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to get half of the loaves. So we have to take one away from the half. So the Kohen Gadol is going to take five loaves and not six loaves. Where's the Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar? According to Rabbi Yehuda, that he says, the incoming Mishra, they take seven loaves. Two extra loaves as their schar for closing of the doors. The Yitzhak and the outgoing one, they only get five loaves. So may Esser by a Miflik. That means that in essence, there's only 10 loaves that are being divided right now. So now we have to take one away from half. Half of 10 is five. We're going to take one away from there because the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to receive a full half. And now he gets four. And that's what the Bryson means when it says four or five. According to Chachamim, he's going to get five. According to Rabbi Hudi, he's going to get four. Whereas Rav Amar, he argues with the Bayan, he says, Kula Rebihi. Really, the entire Bryce is Rebbe. Visavalak Rebbe Huda, and he holds like Rebbe Huda that the incoming Mishmar receives an extra two loaves for the Schar of closing of the doors. So really, we're only dividing 10 loaves. So why is it that the Kohen Gadol would ever receive four loaves? He should always receive five loaves. He always receives half, and half of ten is five. So the Gemara answered, like Kasha, there's no stira. One's talking about a scenario where there's a Mishmar that's hanging out, it's staying, and there's another scenario talking about where there's a Mishmar that's not Mishmar, they're not sticking around. Now what's this referring to? During Yantif, all the Mishmars got to serve in the base of Mekdash, and they divided the Lechem upon him equally. By that same token, if Yantif fell out on Monday, and a Mishmar came early before Shabbat, or Yanta finished on Thursday and the Mishmar decided to stay late, they also got to be part of the division of Lechem upon him. Now, in this scenario, the new Mishmar, the Hainu, the Mishmar whose week it really is, is entitled to two loaves as Schar for closing the doors. Now, the one going out is also entitled to two loaves. That means that there's eight loaves remaining to be divided, and that's why the Kohen Gadol would get four in this scenario, half of the remaining loaves. And the Gemara just speaks this out. If there's a Mishmar that's hanging out, and it's not really its time, it's not the outgoing one or the incoming one, the Mishmar by the Miflik, they end up dividing eight loaves. And then the Kayan Gadol is going to end up taking four. But if there isn't a Mishmar that's hanging out and there's only two Mishmars over here, then they end up splitting up ten Lechem upon him, and the Kayan Gadol is going to end up getting five. But now the Gemara asks, If so, if this is the proper explanation of the Brisa, and really the entire Brisa is Rebbe, then my Rebbe Aymer Lo'elam Chamesh, why is it the Brisa concludes by saying, the Rebbe says that the Kayan Gadol is always going to get five? That's not true. We just explained how, according to Rebbe, the Kayan Gadol might get four. Why do we conclude with, According to Rebbe, he's always going to get five. The Gemara concludes, you're right, Kasha, that is problematic. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. Everyone should have a wonderful day.